Are you critically insane, have a lot of excess money, or even better, both? Then you can support this podcast by clicking on the ACAR support button. You can give as rarely and as little as you want, which, judging by the quality of this, I'm sure you're wanting to do. The Joker has returned to Gotham. This time, he's immortal. How will Batman face this new, undying threat? Well, let's take a look as we dive into Batman Volume 7, Endgame. Hello and welcome to a PhD Student Reads Episode 5. I am the PhD student and we are looking at Batman Volume 7, Endgame. Written by Scott Snyder, with pencils by Greg Capullo, inks by Danny Mickey, and colours by FCO Placencia. It was published by DC Comics, shocking to you all I know, on the 29th of March 2016 as this trade paperback. And before we get into anything, I have a couple of things. Hopefully I sound nicer than I have ever done before, Not so I don't either sound like I'm in a cave or... 20,000 leagues under the sea, I spent some money on a microphone, which I'm talking into now. But the second comment is actually about comic books, and I just want to know why have they changed the format of the trade paperbacks seven volumes in? Uh, That just, you know, when they're all on my shelf, it just looks a tad odd that you've changed. They're not completely black anymore, and the text is blue. Or the number and the word Batman. That's all I have to say. That's just a tad bothersome to me. This trade, yeah, I don't know. Clearly, I'm a crazy man. But, it just, you know, why seven volumes in? Can you just, there's only three volumes left. Can you just wait and introduce the new formatting on the next person? Which would be Tom King. No? Clearly not. Anyway, this trade paperback collects issues 35 to 40 that make up the six-part story that is Batman Endgame. It begins with Batman reminiscing on what would have been the most recent present-day story, which would have been Volume 3, which also had Death of the Family, which also had the Joker in it, um, and then various parts of Volume 6, the middling anthology. So we've, we're now well past the two prequels that were zero year now. It also, Batman is suffering with visions of his death, brought on by a new strain of the fear toxin. Um, you don't see this brawl with Scarecrow, it's just a single panel of Batman being sprayed in the face. Yeah, but this, uh, Strain of fear toxin is different from all the others. It shows the future, well, possible futures, one's death. And Batman's death is an important through line in Volume 7, Endgame, which we will touch on a bit later. Uh, you only see two of these uh, death visions. The first one is Batman, Bluebird and Lark, Duke Thomas, Fighting what I think are sort of worm aliens. It looks like a scene from Aliens with the Colonial Marines. They're sort of standing on a hill, fighting these 
worms. Alfred is there. He's got an eye patch. It's all very, very exciting. The second one is just a big killer croc. It's less exciting. But, alas. But boy, does issue one come out of the gate swinging. It's as Wonder Woman smashes through a window and just takes Bruce Wayne out. And so begins what is probably the most exciting one and a half issues of Batman I've read thus far. It sees Bruce fighting most, in inverted commas, of the Justice League. Or the the heavy hitters minus Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter. And cyborg, although he's mentioned somewhat, and in the on the cover he's in it, but he's not. And so is Green Lantern's uh, one of his Green Lantern's light constructs. I'm looking at it now, but no, the only Justice League members you get are Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Superman. But still very exciting uh, to to uh, be able to combat such deadly beings. Uh, Bruce enacts Plan Fenrir, which is basically just the Hulkbuster armor, but bat-themed and anti-Justice League. In fact, I think at one point Superman even calls it the Justice Buster suit. It's quite exciting, a different mechanism. It's a bit like, what was it, the Tower of Babel, where there's a different... uh, weapon in the suit's arsenal for each member of the League. Um, and it's very exciting. Aquaman gets a bit short-changed. He just gets sprayed with some gel. Whereas everyone else has got a slightly cooler um, fight. Well, actually, no. The Flash also gets sprayed with some goo. So really, just the Trinity, they have they have a fight. Um Wonder Woman and Superman. So exciting. But it turns out they've been infected by a new form of Joker toxin. Oh my goodness me. And I understand it's comic books, so you don't want to give the game away straight away. But it is a bit odd that when Batman first runs into them, they look perfectly fine and speak perfectly normally. And then ten seconds later, when the reveal is necessary... They start having big grins and use the same lettering as the Joker. But of course, it would be a bit of a giveaway if they already looked like the Joker and spoke like the Joker on page one. Alas. It's all very exciting. There's a new new Joker toxin. It's nigh-on indestructible. Uh, Julia Pennyworth has tried every anti-toxin Batman has developed over the years. Not a single one works. What doesn't help is this new toxin is extremely infectious. Much like COVID-19, it's airborne and spread by droplets. And, uh, well, if you weren't keen on wearing a mask for this um, real-life pandemic, you'd definitely be more keen on wearing a mask in Gotham City whilst this is taking place. It touches, the story touches on various aspects of the uh, Snyder run so far. Uh, Dr. Death is mentioned in name as who Batman believes developed the uh, new toxin, was one of Dr. Death's colleagues. And he reveals 
that actually the Joker is what's known as the pale-skinned man, an immortal being on a similar vein to Vandal Savage and Ra's al Ghul, who has been around since before Gotham was Gotham. Been there, tormenting folks, laughing at them from the shadows. Um, spoilers, he isn't. Um, there's a pit of pure Lazarus Pit juice named Dionysium underneath Gotham that supposedly the Joker found whilst uh, being thrown off a cliff at the end of Volume 3. Um, yeah. Joker also has a new face. Um, spoilers for that on the front cover, which ties into another aspect of the Snyder run thus far in Volume 6. The the anthologies story volume one in one of those which I think I said was one of my favourites it's the one with Lady Arkham and it focuses on an orderly Eric Border well Eric Border is the Joker he after falling in in uh, in the pit it cured his wounds so he has a new face he's got a new haircut and he took on a new identity to I guess get the inside scoop on uh, on Batman. Uh, who else? The Court of Owls make a very brief appearance as Batman tries to figure out if the Joker is a man from the past. The Red Hood gang, again, from the Zero Year, are mentioned. They're going with the Joker origin that the Joker is the member of the Red Hood gang that fell into the acid, much like in um, The Killing Joke. Uh, Duke Thomas is also taking on a more prominent role, which, now thinking about it as I speak, so Duke Thomas is on his way to becoming a member of the Bat family after making an appearance in uh, Zero Year, but in Batman's vision of his death, Lark, a.k.a. Duke Thomas, is in them. So either I've misunderstood, and this is taking place later than I thought, but then that doesn't make sense, judging by some of the interactions that Duke and Bruce have. So, I don't know. There's also, speaking of issues, there's some weird grammatical errors in this volume. Um, some has instead of had, I think is the example that and I first spotted and annoyed me the most. Just a strange thing to see, I think, in a published work. It's like something I'd write. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, another issue is I don't really know how long this is supposedly taking place over. At one point, Batman is paralysed by the Joker near the beginning, and in this time that he's paralysed, the entire of the city is locked off. The CDC have come in, shown that it's airborne, highly virulent. They've cordoned off areas into you know, yellow zone, red zone, and whatnot. 
And then Batman sort of fights the paralysis and wills himself out of it. In my when I was reading it, I just presumed that that was a couple of hours. I I don't think the USA's disease response is that efficient to do such a thing in a couple of hours. So I presume it's actually over days, maybe. Admittedly, this story has got a lot of time jumping around. It's present, three hours ago, 15 minutes ago. There's a lot of that. I mean, it's fine. It does lead to some interesting conversations, like a hero-villain team-up, as they, as, uh, well, the Bat family and members of Batman's rogues gallery team up to help take down the Joker because he's ruining the city. It's also got a Colossus Wolverine fastball special in it as Bane throws Batman. Now I just had a question, which, you know, maybe the one person out there that listens to this will reach out and answer this for me. Is the red hood, the hood part, is it a helmet or is it cloth? Because in my head, it's a helmet, like a bike helmet helmet but in this they're all wearing like breathing apparatus but the red hood has it on the outside of the hood so as if it's a helmet that doesn't make any sense is it just cloth i i don't know i presume it's a helmet maybe it's like a hard porous plastic that you can put a mask on the outside of? I don't know. Alfred is also great in this issue, still recovering from the wounds he sustained in uh, Volume 3, which actually saw members of the Bat family sort of distance themselves from Bruce, which is sort of touched on here too. Alfred... And, you know, shows that he is basically, you know, he may not be a superhero, but he is one of the team and he wants to stay in Gotham and help Batman defeat his arch nemesis. Because, you know, they've all been hurt. You hurt one of them, you hurt them all. He doesn't... His injuries get worse. He, the Joker, cuts off one of his hands like a scene from... Star Wars with a butcher's knife. So Batman, oh, Batman, Alfred <laughs> comes off a tad worse for wear at the end. Um, who else? The other person that comes off worse for wear is Batman himself, who dies in inverted commas at the end. Um, in a sort of one-on-one, mano-a-mano battle with the Joker in front of this Lazarus, pure Lazarus pit. pit. Um, well, they both lose in the end. Batman, basically, he has the, the virus cure and these cool little light-up orange balls and he passes it to Julia Pennyworth, but in doing so, remains trapped in these underground caves. It reminded me of the end of The Killing Joke somewhat, where 
in the final moments, they're just lying there having a conversation rather than sort of a, a death in the Superman style death where they have a brawl and one of them is dead because of that. They're both lying there. Joker being crushed by a stalactite, stalagmite, which are the ones that go down. Whatever, the stalag-down ones. One of them crushes, smashes his spine. Um, oh no, I realise I never said I'm going to spoil it at the beginning. Well, if you made it this far, clearly don't care. Or you've read it. Or I've ruined it for you and you didn't turn it off anyway. Oops. My, my apologies. Oh. Next show improvement. I will remind everybody that it's got spoilers in it at the beginning. Yes. Panel of the book is actually a series of panels that are, it's a double page spread of Gordon. Um, the Joker is in Jim Gordon's flat and uh, he's, you know, taking his aim and wants to take a popper shot at the clown prince of crime but at the same time uh patient zero of this new joker virus outbreak the uh the man who began it all joe chill is going to shoot uh duke thomas's parents whilst batman watches on the other side of a piece of glass so there's it's lots of thin panels one what's happening in Gordon's flat, one what's happening in the hospital, and the best bit is when the two line up. So on one side you have half of Joe Chill's face and half a gun, and on the other side you have the other half of a gun and Jim Gordon's face. Um, Jim Gordon's first side bathed in orange as Jim's face on fire, and uh, Joe Chill's bathed in a rather cool chilling blue so that was my favorite admittedly it did take me a while to pick a favorite panel or series of panels in this case not because any of them were bad but i guess you know we're on volume seven of greg capullo's art here and i never have any complaints it always looks good so if something continues to be such a high bar. Something has to be utterly astounding to go above it. I guess, does that make sense? You know, it has to be really good to just be considered good. Am I talking sense? God, I don't know. Clearly all this lockdown has finally driven me over the edge. I think that's it. I think I'm done. Talking about Volume 7... Endgame. I've got volumes 8 to 10 on order, so hopefully we'll pick that up next month. If not, maybe we'll duck back into Hawkeye or something else. Who knows? So, thank you for listening. I hope this has been more pleasurable for your ears. I hope the show is slowly getting better as I adjust things and learn things about podcasting and how to make things better for 
not only you, but for me. So, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Time to do the outro. Um, you can support the show using the new Acast support feature. I'm not sure how, to be honest. I think there's a button that you click if you're on the the website. Listening to it through Acast, maybe. I should probably look into that before the uh, the next episode. I know I record. I re-recorded the the sort of please support the show thing, but I don't actually know how how you do it. Also, the show has a Twitter now at PhD Reads. That's a capital P and a capital R, but capital D, like you would normally write PhD. So that's at PhD Reads, capital P, capital R. Uh, the logo is the profile picture. It currently has zero followers, uh, zero following, and zero tweets. So you'll know if it's the right one, because it's incredibly unpopular, much like this show. Um, yeah, that's me done. Thank you very much for listening. This has been PhD Student Reads Episode 5. Now let's listen to that Batman theme tune in full. Mm-hmm.